Hey, hey, Cubs fans, and welcome to this edition of Cubs on Tap for your August 3rd. It's a Saturday, and we have another Cubs victory as the, the I should say, your Chicago Cubs win today 4-1 to one against the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, love talking about a Cubs victory, and also love talking about a Cubs victory over Milwaukee. It's a great day to be a Cubs fan. I am your host, Ron Luce. I am joined by myself. I am on another solo mission, ladies and gentlemen, and I think it went pretty pretty well yesterday, and we'll dive into that here in a couple minutes, but wanted to remind you that this Cubs on Tap show is being brought to you by the On Tap Sports Network. You can find all of our literature and podcasting um, pieces, art, whatever you would like to call it, on our website at ontapsportsnet.com. You can also find all of our stuff on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Facebook at ontapsportsnet. Um, please go check us out. You'll see all of our great Cubs works there, um, as well as all of our other materials covering your favorite Chicago sports teams. Like I said, Cubs win, so we're going to talk about it. It's a great day to talk about it, too. It was a great game. Early in the game, uh, didn't not much going until Javier Baez hits a stand-up triple. Uh, gotta love Javi being Javi. After his beautiful stand-up triple, he scores on a wild pitch. Um, kind of an odd play, to be honest. You know, the, the catcher, Pina, let it get away, and then just kind of backhand lobs it toward the plate. Um, not a whole lot going for him there. And then, um, you know, Javi scores pretty easily on the play because it's Javier Baez. So that gets everything started to begin the game, which was incredibly beneficial for the Cubs to be up 1-0 early. Uh, late and later, 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 all the way in the sixth inning. Um, some good old relief pitchers come in and don't do so hot. Phelps comes in, newly acquired from the Toronto Blue Jays just a few days ago. Comes in to start the sixth inning and ultimately gives up the earned run. He walked one, uh, also struck out one, but two hits and two-thirds of an inning. Derek Holland then had to come in and clean that up, but they were able to keep the score one to one heading into the seventh and then, or excuse me, into the bottom of the sixth. And then in the seventh, the Cubs go ahead and take the lead, but not before some bad news, ladies and gentlemen, it wasn't looking good. It didn't look good. And I know what it feels like because I've done the exact same thing that Wilson Contreras did pulling his hamstring. Um, that's, it's not a good feeling first and foremost. Um, I like to think I'm not very old, but I have definitely pulled my <laughs> hamstring running from third base to home plate. So I've done it. It's not fun. And it takes a couple weeks to heal. Didn't look good. Uh, he hits a fly ball to left field. Um, ultimately I believe Lorenzo Kane made the play on it. Um, a nice play by Kane, but Contreras comes up limping at the end of the play, and then when they showed the replay, you can see it as soon as he takes off out of the box, he takes maybe two steps, and then he comes up grabbing his right hamstring um, as he kind of limps his way, I guess, and hobbles his way down uh, the first base line um, and then back to the dugout. So not looking good, and uh, here's why. Uh, time for a little in-depth analysis on this because just a few days ago, 
the Cubs traded Martin Maldonado back to the Houston Astros, and I only say back to the Houston Astros because he spent time there in 2018, for Tony Kemp. And don't get me wrong, I think Kemp is going to be a very welcomed addition to this team for the skill set that he brings. However, now you are without your starting catcher, and that was the whole reason they brought in Maldonado. Now, I know there's speculation. Well, they brought him in because they thought they were trading Caratini as a part of a you know a bigger deal, what have you. So they weren't sure, so they go went out and got him as an insurance plan. Well, it started to work out as him being an insurance plan. You had him there in case this happened to one of your two catchers. Let's be honest, both Caratini and Contreras have missed time this year. It's not a secret that they're both a little banged up. And why would it have been the worst thing in the world to have a third catcher? You know, they still would have probably went out and made the Castellanos move, you know, which I think is pl- is the the move of the deadline that's probably going to pay off the most, in my opinion. And, uh, the, you know, they go ahead and just just get rid of Maldonado. And now it's it looks like that's going to come back and bite them because Caratini's your only healthy catcher now on the big league roster. Um, this probably means Taylor Davis is coming up from the minors, and sure, he's he's been okay, but you know, I would I feel much better with a guy like Martin Maldonado behind the plate personally, even with his 200 batting average, than a guy like Taylor Davis who's also batting 200 and is not nearly as good behind the plate at calling a game. So there's some concern there. Uh, they did say, however, uh, they being the Cubs that uh, there is an MRI being done on his hamstring, so they will know the extent of how bad it is uh, either today or tomorrow. So we'll probably hear something tomorrow on Sunday before um, the series finale with Milwaukee, um, at least get a timetable of how long uh, he's going to be gone. Um, Definitely nerve-wracking, I'm not going to lie. I'm nervous. I, I hope he's not gone for maybe more than two to three weeks. Um, but you never know. And quite frankly, the Taylor Davis is the only other option that they really have right now in the system, unless they were to go way off the board, which is this, this is not going to happen. This is just purely, you know, speculation and bring up a guy like Miguel Amaya or one of their other catchers who, um, is highly regarded in the system. Amaya is their top catching prospect. And I believe he's, he was number six, I believe, uh, in all of baseball for catching prospects. So, Certainly some concern there. Hopefully Willie Contreras is not uh, terribly hurt because that would drastically change the outlook for this 2019 Cubs team, in my opinion. However, and at least a little bit of a bright spot, in the next at-bat, Albert Almora went way deep, and uh, he hits a home run today. So my Fly the W player pick of the game last night looks awesome right now. So um, very excited about that. I actually got one right. Uh, I, I don't know if we have an official ranking system, but I am going to remember this one as I think this is my first one that I nailed on the head. So um, speaking of Albert Almora, today he, in three official at-bats, had three hits. Heck yes. A home run uh, to go along with it, so scored one run. Uh, he also had two RBIs, though, because he later in the game had a sack fly um, then in the eighth inning to drive in another run. So an absolutely splendid day uh, for Albert Almora Jr. Led the team today in bases, total bases. He had six. The next closest was Baez at four. So um, very, very happy to see him get going. He really needed that after not being... 
um, super great really lately. So huge, huge game from double a very, very happy to see him do what he did today. Um, and super excited that I picked the fly the W player of the game correctly. Um, that's a very big personal accomplishment for myself. So thank you very much. Um, other things worth noting today, Roman Wick, um, is technically your winning pitcher today. Uh, he gets the win after one inning, gives up one hit, but strikes out two, further lowering that really nice looking ERA that he's got right now to a 2.08. He has been spectacular. Um, and there's a very big reason he's still on the roster, and uh, we will address that here in a second. Just to quickly recap the rest of the game, um, Javier Baez later in the game had a single, drove in uh, the third run of the game, a nice insurance run there in the bottom of the eighth, and then in the also in the bottom of the eighth is when the Elmora sack fly occurred. So Cubs get two in the bottom of the eighth, further pad that lead, and um, they were able to get all the way to the ninth then, thanks to a clean eighth inning prior to all that from Ryan and Ciszek. Ryan comes in for a third of an inning, gets the strikeout, further lowering his ERA now to a flat 3.0. And then uh, Steve Ciszek comes in for two-thirds of an inning. One of those is a strikeout uh, of his two outs, and his ERA is a 2.94. So... Very encouraging that the the top bullpen guys are now kind of starting to establish themselves uh, as the top bullpen guys, and you can see it in their ERA numbers um, so far this season. So very, very pleasant surprises there. So Ryan and Ciszek both get a hold, which are their 10th and 11th respectively for the year. And then in the ninth inning, Craig Kimbrough comes in, shuts it down one inning, gives up the one hit, but strikes out one and uh, gets his ninth save in a Cubs uniform. And the Cubs go out victorious. Um, but backtracking through all of this, worth noting today, Cole Hamels was activated um, prior to today's game, something that we discussed on last night's Cubs on Tap. And he looked very good today. I was very pleasantly surprised. This was another guy that I said he needed to come out. He needed to have himself a day, and he did. He pitched only five. Um, the Cubs were clearly being cautious with him. Um, you know, he hasn't pitched in the big leagues in about a month or so. So, as we discussed yesterday, about five weeks. So, uh, him only getting five, not the worst thing in the world. Only gives up four hits in those five. No runs, no walks. This is the fifth straight game where a Cubs starting pitcher has not issued a walk. That is incredible. And I, I that has to be stated because that is next to almost unheard of in today's MLB. So uh, big kudos to this Cubs pitching staff right now. They really seem to be getting their, you know, what together. Um, and, you know, you figure if these bats can keep up, preferably on the road, please, uh, the Cubs are going to do a lot of good things now down the stretch um, since the trade deadline has passed. Um, to go along with those five innings and four hits for Cole Hamels that he allowed and those beautiful zero runs, uh, he also had six punch outs today. He further lowers that beautiful ERA that we talked about yesterday. That 298 ERA is now a 284 ERA. Uh, so Cole Hamels doing Cole Hamels things. He has been great. Another player worth noting today uh, was Nicholas Castellanos. He had another double. It's his 39th double of the season. Holy moly. Um, and he is now batting 275. So 
if if you include Wilson Contreras, who again hopefully isn't out for too long, uh, your one through seven or excuse me six hitters today are all batting two seventy five or better. Hayward, Castellanos, and Wilson Contreras after today's game are all batting two seventy five. Chris Bryant is batting two eighty seven. Rizzo is batting two seventy nine, and Javier Baez is batting two eighty nine. So very encouraging that the top of the lineup is hitting. Um, I really, really, really like Castellanos more and more and more in that two-hole with Hayward leading off. Uh, and then, again, Bryant, Rizzo, and Baez being that meat and potatoes of the order in those three, four, and five spots. Huge day for Almora. They needed that from a guy in the seventh hole like that. Uh, they really haven't, again, as we've been hammering home all year, haven't really gotten a ton of production from that bottom third of the order. So um, certainly encouraging to see what they did today. Great, great, great victory. Um but we do have to discuss um, a transaction that did occur today. So in order for Cole Hamels to be activated like he was um, and come up to the roster, the Cubs had to make a move. And that move was DFAing right-handed pitcher Brad Brock, which we also called on last night's episode of Cubs on Tap. Did a, a kind of a thought on it. And, you know, you, you, you have to think about it in the sense that Brad Brock struggled all year, so it makes sense that they're they're DFAing him. And Roman Wick has just been way too good to send down. So I'm very, very pleased that they decided not to send him down. Instead, they DFA Brock. He can go to AAA if he clears uh, waivers. However, it's likely that he will just be released um, so he can try and go some sign somewhere else. It just didn't work out for him and the Cubs this year. Uh, the Cubs gave him every opportunity to do so. You know, things happen. Um, and, you know, so he's on his merry way. So we wish Brad Brock the best, um, assuming he probably leaves the organization now. Um, you know, and for his sake, hopefully somebody picks him up and, and gives him a fair shot. And plus, whatever they pay him then is is money off of what the Cubs have to pay him for the next two years. So a little bit of a selfish reason there, but hopefully he gets back on his feet, um, you know, and, and does some good things still in the major leagues. Maybe he catches on with, you know, a team that's maybe a non-contender and then he's a deadline piece uh, for somebody next year. Um, because let's be honest, the top thing every year for the trade deadline is usually bullpen. So um, he, he, he could be very valuable to somebody, but that has to be seen at another time. So, I am very, very pleased at what has happened uh, today. I nailed my uh, pick with Albert Omar as the Fly the W player. You know what pick I didn't nail, though? That was my second city pick Cubs score today because I was one run off for both teams. I went ahead and said today was going to be a 5-2 Cubs victory and it was a 4-1 Cubs victory. So I lost. But I if you didn't pick, guess what? You can't win. Well, let me tell you something. Second City picks, you want to be picking with these guys on a daily basis. And let me tell you why. They have great prizes every single day. And they do this every single day, guys. This is not a once a week, once every other day. This is every single day. These guys are out here trying to win you some great, great stuff. I keep going back to those pizza gift cards they gave out because I was very, very, very upset that I didn't win one. Connie's Pizza, Pequod's Pizza, you name it, they had it. And now 
you know, they've had Chipotle and now they've had, you know, uh, a couple other places up in the Wrigleyville area even. And these are nice gift cards. You you don't want to miss out on these. So here, I'm going to tell you how you go pick, okay? First, you go on your Twitter because let's be honest, most people have a Twitter. If you're listening to this, you probably have a Twitter. And if you don't have a Twitter, you should make one and then go follow at Cubbies on Tap because why not? You should follow us. We, we pump out some good materials. If you're listening to this, obviously, you enjoy our stuff. But when you're scrolling through and you're looking for your, your Cubs on Tap news, maybe your Northside 9 news, maybe just your on tap sports net news in general, on your Twitter feed, you're going to go and hit that little search button, and you're going to go find at Second City Picks. And make sure you spell out the word second, because if you put a 2, an N, and a D, it's not going to work. Second City Picks, you're going to go to their page, and you're going to see a pretty little tweet for the day, and it's going to tell you which game you get to uh, pick for the day. For example, yesterday was the Chicago White Sox-Phillies game, which whew, I was close. I, I, I said it would be a 5-4 game. It wasn't 5-4, but I was I was close. And that was an absolute insane game being 15 innings. But anyway, that was yesterday's game. Today it was the Cubs-Brewers game. So what did I do this morning? I found it on my Twitter, and I kind of giggled to myself because I said on here last night that I kind of hope they didn't pick the Cubs game because usually when I pick the Cubs to win, they don't win. But I picked them to win, and they still won, even though I didn't get the score right. So I went on there today, and uh, I found it was the Cubs game. And I said, ooh, okay, here we go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go make my picks. So you, I click on the tweet. The pretty little tweet has a link to the Second City Picks website, which is secondcitypicks.com. You're going to go on there, and it's going to say, do you want to make your picks? And you say, yes, I do. And you click that button, and then you get you got to tell them how many runs each team's going to score. So you go in today, and you click on the Cubbies. How many runs are they going to score? I said five. Um, obviously, they didn't score five. And then I went to the Brewers, and they, they asked you the same question. How many runs do you think they're going to score? I said two. They scored one. And then your tiebreaker, God willing, somebody uh, picks the exact same number you do, uh, is today was Cubs hits. And I believe I said it would be nine hits. And I was, let me tell you, I was actually spot on on the Cubs hits. So had I actually picked the score right and I had said Cubs four, Brewers one, I probably would have won because I nailed the hits number today as well. Once you do that, you give them the email address you want your gift card to be sent to, assuming you win. And you hit submit. It's that easy. It takes all of about 25 to 30 seconds of your day, and you can win pretty awesome gift cards, let me tell you. So make sure to go check out our friends at Second City Picks on Twitter and secondcitypicks.com on the interwebs. Thank you to our sponsor and friends over at Second City Picks. Now, previewing tomorrow's game. It's a big one. The Cubs have already taken the series, which... We discussed on last night's podcast. Um, it was a big game today, and they took the, they took home the W. And now they've won the series. They are currently a half game up. Um, as I'm recording this, the the St. Louis Cardinals are playing the Oakland Athletics on the West Coast tonight. So um, tomorrow's on Cubs on Tap episode will be hopefully at least informative of what happened with the A's and Cardinals. But nonetheless, or I'll tell you what. You go follow us on Twitter at Cubbies on Tap. You can go follow me at RNLD Loose, or you can go follow one of our other accounts, our sister show at Northside Nine, uh, and that's the number nine, and it's at Northside Nine Pod. And uh, we'll make sure we retweet, tweet, whatever it is, uh, the Cardinals score for you. But either way, the Cubs could be either a half game up or a half game back uh, after tonight's action. 
Still not bad either way, given where it could have been had they lost the last two, um, you know, and, and the Cardinals doing what they've been doing lately. So tomorrow, 120, first pitch, 220 Eastern Standard Time for those on the East Coast. At Wrigley, it's going to be beautiful again. It's going to be, you know, mid-80s. Probably by the lake, it'll feel like low 80s, maybe even high 70s. And the Chicago Cubs have Mr. Hugh Darvish going uh, with his 3-5 and five record and his 446 ERA and his 141 Ks. Holy moly, he is definitely on pace for 200 Ks this year, um, which is exciting. I mean, he should. He's getting paid like 140-something million dollars, you know. <laughs> Either way, he will be going against Adrian Hauser for the Milwaukee Brewers. He is 4-4 four and four with a 399 ERA. His ERA looks like the price of a um, sports drink from your local gas station uh, and his 60Ks um, tomorrow. So those are your pitchers on the mound. The Cubs can go for the sweep. I hope they bring the brooms out, especially against Milwaukee. They can put some more distance in between them and the Brewers uh, in the standings. And then hopefully, uh, assuming tonight goes really well, they can add another game uh, on top of their hopeful lead. Um, over the Cardinals as well. Now, I I think the Cubs take care of business, and and here's why. I think Darvish, he he pitched really well Tuesday night in St. Louis. Sure, he gave up two runs, but they lost two to one. It was a close game. He had nine strikeouts, no walks. You know he's he's been really good in the second half of this year, and I got the stat right here. In four starts in the second half. Over 24 total innings. He has a 2.25 ERA, which is spectacular. He's only issued two walks in 24 innings. My goodness. And he has 30 strikeouts. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're mad that you Darvish is 3-5 and five and you're not looking at those numbers that he's done in the second half, you are mistaking yourself. You're, you're setting yourself up for disappointment. Because if you're not appreciating and enjoying how good... Darvish has been in these last four starts. I'm going to assume he's going to go out there and do it again. I'm I'm predicting, you know, probably another six innings. Uh, probably, you know, he'll probably walk somebody finally. I, I'd, I'd be impressed if they can keep this, this uh, starting pitcher's no walks thing going. You know, so maybe he walks two, maybe even three. And, you know, I think he can strike out eight or nine again like he, he did on Tuesday night in St. Louis. And if he does that, there's a very good chance that the Cubs are winning tomorrow against Milwaukee. Fun fact, um, most of this roster has not seen much of Darvish. And I, obviously a big reason for that was he spent a lot of time in the AL. And a lot of these guys on this roster are in the NL. The only ones that probably really saw him at all, and they so happen to be two of the highest um, at-bats against him, are... Uh, Lorenzo Cain and Mike Moustakis, who were both with the Kansas City Royals at one point. Um, so when he was in the AL with the Rangers, I'm sure they saw him a couple times. But, you know, Ben Gamble has, in six at-bats, is batting three thirty-three. Moustakis is two eighty-six. You know, Thames is honestly probably the best one, and but it's only in three at-bats. You know, these guys have hit him before, but they haven't seen this Darvish if that makes sense, his this second half Darvish, where he's really actually had good command of his stuff. So I feel pretty good overall um, with them going into tomorrow's game. I don't think anybody's going to tattoo him too much. Um, if he can give up maybe one or two, um, especially for how well these Cubs bats do at home, 
uh, they're going to be just fine. And I, I think we get another Cubs victory tomorrow. We break those brooms out, and uh, we ride uh, that sweep into the new week as the Oakland Athletics come to town uh, for a, I believe it's a three-game set. I will confirm that for our beloved listeners. But that'll be a fun series, I, I at least for me personally. Um, you don't get to see a ton of the Oakland Athletics, so that's very exciting in my opinion. And yes, confirming it is a three-game set. Um, that'll be a 7.05, 7.05, and then a 1.20 first pitch on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, respectively, for the Cubs and Athletics. I actually might be at the game Monday night, so if I am, um, make sure to follow along at Cubs on Tap, at Northside9, or just at me on Twitter, and um, you know maybe I'll post some pictures and all that fun stuff that people do when they go to the ballpark. Now, time to pick the Fly the W player of the game. Let's see if I can go two for two, guys. I was feel, I felt really good last night about my pick, and I I hit it today, and I was super happy. And, but I was rolling on statistics, right? Albert Almora was one of the best hitters uh, for a career against Gio Gonzalez on the Cubs roster in terms of average and things like that. He was batting 400 before today's game. Here's the problem about tomorrow's game. <laughs> um, the Cubs do not have a lot of experience against Hauser. Uh, the right-hander has has not seen any of these players more than five times. And that was Jason Hayward has had five at-bats, and he's 0 for 5 against Hauser. Wilson Contreras is the best against him. Or, uh, I guess technically second best, but for most at-bats, he's the best. At 667 in a whopping three at-bats. But obviously he's not going to play tomorrow, so that's not a good choice. Chris Bryan is batting 1,000 against him in one at-bat with a home run and two RBIs. You know what? I am going to pick Chris Bryant. I'm, I'm going to pick Chris Bryant, and here's why. Chris has been in a bit of a funk. He hasn't hit a ton of power, right? Um, you know, there haven't been a ton of Chris home runs. He, he doesn't look like he did at that one stretch during the season where he, I think he had like seven home runs in maybe 13 games or something like that. He was just mashing the baseball. And I think tomorrow he's going to come out and get it done. I really do. I think I think he's due for a long ball. It's going to be beautiful at Wrigley. The wind's probably going to be blowing out. And this Cubs lineup loves hitting at Wrigley. So uh, if I had to be a betting man, I'm going to put my, my uh, fly the W pick on Chris Bryant. Um, I think he's going to go yard tomorrow, and I think he's going to hopefully start picking up his, uh, you know, his muju, uh, muju, mojo, mojo, juju. I don't know. There's so many different words you can use for it, but uh, you know, he starts to pick things up a little bit um, as we continue the second half playoff run. I will say an honorable mention: he has never had an at bat against Hauser, so TBD. But I think Nick Castellanos might be due for a home run tomorrow. Make his, you know, his first real big impact in a Cubs uniform at Wrigley on a beautiful Sunday afternoon in August. That just, that just sounds picturesque. So he's my honorable mention. But if anybody, if, if tomorrow goes the way it does, and and um, you know, I have to stand by a pick. I'm going to stand by Chris Bryant, but I am going to tell the fans uh, keep an eye on Castellanos. I think he's due. I think he's going to have a really nice game tomorrow. Maybe two for three, uh, three for four, even. And a long ball would certainly be nice. I feel like he can, he's got to be able to hit at Wrigley, right? I mean, he hit at Comerica, you know, for so many years. And for those that don't know, that's Detroit. And that's a, not a hitter's ballpark. And it hasn't really been until recently where they moved the fences in in left field. 
Uh, I think they brought him in by at least 10 feet, maybe even more, just because it was such a deep ballpark. There was not a lot of home runs at, at Comerica Park for a long time. Um, and still there aren't, I'm sure, in comparison to many of the parks in the, in the major leagues. But when you get a summer wind blowing out at Wrigley, uh, folks, I might be able to hit a baseball out of Wrigley, and that's not a not at all a diss against any of these guys. They're hitting, you know, major league pitchers. But I, I am not the strongest person in the world when it comes to swinging a bat in terms of power, and I could potentially put one out with the help of the wind. So I think Castellanos is due. Um, I feel pretty good that he's going to be an honorable mention. I, I, again, just as a guy to watch, but I'm going to stick by my pick of Chris Bryant for tomorrow's game. Well, fun fact for you fans, I will probably not be on tomorrow's episode, so you don't have to hear my voice again. But I do want to thank you for joining me the last two days over here at Cubs on Tap. Um, And as a friendly reminder, please do go check out all of our literature and all of our podcasts over at ontapsportsnet.com. Again, you know, we don't just do Cubs. If you got friends that are White Sox fans, we have great White Sox coverage. Our White Sox guys are top of the line. Um, with their, their coverage, their podcasts, the whole nine. They, they do it all, and they do it all well. We also have great Blackhawks coverage. We, we had a lot of coverage from the convention, from the prospect camp. Um, and we're going to have a ton of coverage for you as this season approaches. Very exciting season for hockey um, and Chicago Blackhawks fans everywhere. We have great Bulls coverage. Our guy Buzz does an excellent job over there uh, with his buddy Bulls Scripted. Um, they're going to be doing Bulls on Tap this year, so make sure to you know check out their work as that season also approaches in the next coming month or yeah, a little over a month, two months now. And then uh, we're going to have great Bears coverage too, so go check out our guys over at Bears on Tap. They've been crushing it at training camp. Uh, I believe our guy, you know, Mr. Premier Amp, Mr. Aaron, uh, he's been absolutely crushing it. I think he's been there at least four or five days already. Um, you know, live videos, live tweeting. Uh, and then writing really, 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 really in-depth uh, recaps of what's been going on each day at training camp that he's been there. So those are just the top sports, too. Those are just the your big five teams in the city. You know, we have Chicago Dogs coverage. We've got great college coverage. College football is right around the corner, so definitely make sure uh, you're checking in with us over here at ONTAP Sportsnet. We're going to have some Notre Dame coverage for you. We're going to have some uh, Northwestern coverage, thanks to our guy Jonda. We're going to have a lot of Illini coverage, thanks to Mr. Johnny Nani. Um, and they have a great Big Ten podcast, Big Ten on Tap, uh, that'll also be in full full swing uh, come you know Saturdays in late August, September, and so forth. Well, thank you, thank you, and honestly, sincerely thank you, fans, for listening to this episode of Cubs on Tap. Uh, once again, my name is Ron Luce. I am your host for today's show. Uh, please go check us out at ontapsportsnet.com and all of our other works on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at ontapsportsnet. Signing off today after another beautiful Cubs victory at Wrigley Field as the Cubs win 4-1 to over the Milwaukee Brewers and now have a record of 59-51. and Thanks again for joining me, fans, and let's go Cubbies. Cubbies.